Dante Obscuria. Welcome to Anthology Obscura. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by Sam. Hello, brother. And Chris. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to go in there with the, with the macho man Randy Sanders. <laughs> Hello, brother. Caught me off guard. <laughs> well, well, we it's funny because he's around. my brother. Well, yes, there you go. Literally, it's right. like, hello, brother. But then I also took it as a wrestling kind of voice. That's what it, that's what I took it as, Sammy. So. Yeah, little, that wasn't. Thanks, Louie. Thanks for <laughs> clarifying. I have to clarify it a little bit because Chris looked confused. <laughs> Chris got the DC there, the little DC. The yeah, little, man. Uh, little yeah, DC it's, not, it's not Haunted Hangover. Sometimes, it, sometimes a little Diet Coke slaps. I know, it's nice There's and no cold, wrong. too. Ooh. Diet Coke Ooh. with a little bit of rum. What's that from Big Daddy? A little Daddy, bit of right? rum. <laughs> <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin? Rumpelstiltskin? Uh, but yes, the, the wrestling there, the, the, that being the key word uh, when it comes to this episode we're going to be talking about, and that's the, the Room 104 episode, Avalanche. Now, Room 104, I think, that's, I think it falls into the obscure category because I don't see anyone ever mention this show. No one. Super underrated. Now, I remember when it came out, I remember hearing about it because uh, J.M. Mark Duplass produced it and created the show. I'm a fan. I like the stuff they've done, like the Puffy Chair, one of their first indie films. I'm a fan of that. Uh, Mark Duplass, I always like him and stuff, specifically the Creep movies. Yeah. I always remember him for that. You know, that that's uh, – have you seen those, Sammy? Creep 1 and 2? Uh- probably not for a very long time now great great found footage uh, yeah i mean i guess it's, it's found footage right yeah it's, I mean, it, it's kind of yeah. like that great and great he's, movies he's, he's a great actor and and producer director writer and all that so when i saw they were involved with this show i was already that already reeled me in i was i wanted to check it out and and i remember the early on the uh like the commercials gave me kind of like twin peaks kind of strange Mm -hmm. weird horror vibes so i was like all right this looks right up my alley how did uh how did you guys hear about this show sammy let's start with you so it's definitely obscure because like you said no i don't know anybody who even watches it really um i actually i actually started watching it because um I, one of the drag queens that I followed for a very long time had a feature, like a little cameo episode uh, with Michael Shannon, which yeah. I'm like, Michael Shannon's like a phenomenal actor um, with Katya, the drag queen. I'm like, this is a really odd pair and I need to watch it. Um, so I did watch that episode and I will be completely honest with you. Uh, uh, in my opinion, they're not all hits. But no. when you find a good one, uh, a good Room One on Four episode, like it's a really good one. This one featuring Michael Shannon and Katya, I don't even. I think it was like Russian something. It was something about Russia. Uh, okay. Was bad. Do not recommend. Don't <laughs> wow, watch it. Wow, Michael Shannon. Wow. <laughs> oh God, it, Michael Shannon with his Russian accent and the premise of it. Was wow, just I'm surprised. It was that disappointing with him. Wild. I absolutely hated it, but I did not let it deter me from watching the entire uh, program 
and I did. And there's some really, really, really good episodes, this being one of them for sure. I agree with you. Not all of the episodes are great. A lot, of, some of them get a little artsy fartsy, and a too, little too yeah, so. too artsy yeah. fartsy and a little subliminal and kind of strange. So if that's not your cup of tea, I could see people maybe turning this one off. Like, okay, this right. is an interesting episode, and then like in between every really good one is an oddball like one a t- that you're a just kind of like, it, what and the it's, f- it goes to so many extremes. This show, it it. Some of the episodes are hyper realistic. They're yeah. like real problems that we go through. There's nothing fancy. There's no frill to it. And then there's episodes that are hardcore fantasy like. So th- there's no, it's not consistent. It's not all horror related, also. That's important no. to note. Some of it's like very psychological. <laughs> Drama. Um, be right. Uh, but, yeah. but. Yeah, damn, that episode was bad. I, that, I'm glad I don't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> yeah, there's, I remember there being one episode, I think, in this season, that the season we're going to be talking about, um, where it's like a, a sitcom-themed episode, and they make it seem like Full House, but it's all like in the dad's mind. Yeah. Yes. What's his name yes. from SNL is in it? Um, I forget his name. Not, I remember which one you're talking you about. You know what I'm I, talking I, about, yeah. Yes, I do. That's a really surreal, strange, weird, like, adult swimmy type yeah. episode. Right, right. Uh, adult swimmy. That's kind of what I get. Like, some of the episodes are just out there and weird. That, that's right. and if you And if you haven't like. watched Room 104, Room 104, it's anthology. It all takes place in the same hotel room. It's yes. all of the bizarre events that have happened in the same exact hotel room. Yeah. That's what the entire show is about. I think, None of the episodes are related. I think the um, thing with the show, the the one reason why I'd say it's, it falls into like the obscure category more so than anything else, I feel like it was on the wrong channel. Mm-hmm. I don't think okay. HBO was the place for a show like that at the time that it was on. Because it was, it was what, four seasons? It ran from like 2017 to 2020. And yeah. you're talking at that same time, you got Game of Thrones, Westworld, yeah. uh, you know, Vice Principals, all the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, like heavy hitter shows. And this one kind of just blended into the background more so I feel like and and I can agree I, with that I think that it probably would have been more beneficial on like a different kind of cable network maybe even something like sci-fi channel or something oh possibly yeah. FX FX yeah. could yeah, have FX. Something like that. great with yeah. this that's what I think yeah. I think FX because even even like a show like Atlanta that gets a little weird and loopy and I love Atlanta right oh, yeah that kind of the Atlanta and this feel like they're from the same they're like in the same universe they're cut from the same kind cloth of. yeah yeah basically that, right. that's a good way of putting it Chris um but I I will say the concept of every episode being in this one hotel room and you never see love any it. other locations whenever nope. a location changes it's just the hotel room redressed. Yeah. Like the beds are still there, the one bathroom, mm-hmm. the sink, the VCR, the TV, it's all there. And it's always right. this one set in every episode. And honestly, for such a weird show, it had a decent run. Four seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. Four full seasons. Solid. Not, you know, short. Yeah. And full seasons by HBO standards is, you know, 10 episodes or whatever it is. But it's still, it's a full season run. One one thing you can say though, because it's on HBO, there are some big name actors yes. yeah. in this show. Every Everyone. almost every single, <laughs> every. Uh, in almost every single um, episode, there's like some major character. I mean, even um, in the episode major we're going to talk about, I'd say that this person in this episode is 
at this point is probably close or just about on the A-list. I mean, it's a, yeah. he's in Marvel movies. It doesn't get more A-list right. than that. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about Dave Bautista, of course. By the way. Yes. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris, how did you find out about this show? Didn't even ask you yet. What did you I, find? Like, how did you I find out about know, it? I don't even know, honestly. I, like I said, it was on HBO. I probably was, like, watching Game of Thrones, and there was, like, maybe a commercial for, like, Oh, new show from the Duplass brothers, which like, like you said, I like them. So I was going to give it a shot. And then like, I love all anthology series is, is so I'm going to give that a shot too. So it's just like the perfect storm of stuff that I liked. So, you know, I was going to yeah. watch it. Yeah. And there's not Obviously. a lot of contemporary anthology shows. Yeah. There's really not many on TV now. Like there's yeah. shows that an entire season is an anthology every season is a, its own contained story but there aren't many American horror story and at American least initially horror stories but then there's like yeah. a spinoff now right that's, that's gonna anthology be anthology style. Like style. And I, I think yeah a couple of like streamers have done more like modern anthologies i know hulu had yeah, one yeah. and uh, like love and robots on netflix but you're right it's not like it it I seems to, to be cover. more of like a i guess like a dying genre the walking television. dead is getting worse yeah, to me yeah. it's odd <laughs> so tales from gonna the walking have... dead or serious. how many how many times can you go scavenge in the supermarket See, I i'm think just that's over it <laughs> i think <laughs> that's a bad idea for i think that's a bad idea too i think yeah. Yeah, that's many... that's a whole we could spend hours talking about oh that. we definitely yeah. can and <laughs> i'm not i don't want to knock any like walking dead fans i don't want to knock any walking dead because we did enjoy it for a little time there no, I still, everyone I enjoyed still it. Watch I did too. It. I still watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Chris is the, Chris is one of the few the people. He's the only person. Whenever there's like the critic, the credit, the number of viewers, Chris is one of the Follow, last I'm following ones the train there. to the last stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a weird show to have an anthology show. We'll, we'll move on from this because it's yeah. just zombies. How like there's not gonna they can't introduce other supernatural entities to a zombie show, right? Where like another and another anthology show can literally do whatever they want per episode right so, I, I don't know weird choice but yeah sammy you chose this episode room 104 avalanche and since if this is your pick hit chris and i and our listeners with the episode breakdown avalanche is set tangentially in the world of professional wrestling which i just fucking love there's so much heart in it people know it's not real but they choose to suspend their disbelief and that to me touches on something very similar which is the nature of personal trauma don't mind if i do this is season four episode three avalanche I wrote down a little wee little synopsis. I'm sorry. I have to read from it because I wrote it down and it read so well. <laughs> Our story is about retired pro wrestler Raw Dog Avalanche, a.k.a. Doug, <laughs> in this show. After Doug gets into a brutal bar fight where he apparently paralyzed a uniformed doctor, Doug undergoes a doll therapy session to recall the events of that evening. Unfortunately, due to years of head trauma in his wrestling career, Doug has a great deal of trouble remembering just about anything. As the therapy session progresses, more of Doug's past traumas are revealed. So, since since you picked this, Sammy, I want to know why, of all the episodes of Room 104, was this the one you wanted to pick for us to cover? I just find it so interesting. Why? <laughs> so, so, there are a good handful of episodes that I was kind of, like, tossed up with, but I felt yeah. like we all would have a lot to say about this particular episode, because we're all 
pretty pretty big wrestling fans. Yes. Right? Yes, that's, that's and, the running theme and in this so episode. So I was like <laughs> I was like that's kind of a no-brainer. We've got to it's the only wrestling based episode of I'm glad you picked it honestly because We've got to do it. A way to put wrestling into anything. We'll sneak stick, it in there. It, oh, it was it perfect. Anything haunted. Oh, there's no related. sneaking it in in this one. This is <laughs> wrestling's in your face in this. Yes, it is in your so face. So I really um and I I was like absolutely blown away by Batista's performance yeah. in this. Yeah. I was actually like actually pretty surprised. Um I I know that he like in particular he wants to be taken more seriously as an actor and he's trying to stay as far away um from like anything really wrestling related. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I did read a little bit up on him and he said something along the lines like if it if it's a non-televised event, he'll go, but he does just doesn't want to be on live TV doing anything with wrestling. Yeah. So, um I was kind of shocked that he agreed to do this episode. Uh with that being said, after I, he like read the script, I guess he just kind of like fell in love with the character, gave him an opportunity to do something yeah, a little yeah. more raw and emotional. Raw, raw dog, raw dog. and emotional. Monday night um, raw. I actually I read an interview with him where he he did initially turn this role down because Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. didn't he said, you know, he didn't want to do, like you said, wrestling associated and he wanted to branch out as an actor. And his agent was like, Dave, you got to read the script like it's it's there's there's a lot of good stuff in here. And um, he said he got to uh, he got to do a lot of improv, which he doesn't necessarily get to do, especially like, you know, Marvel movies are such a big machine. He probably doesn't have a lot of chance for flexibility and he said he got to do a lot of improv that actually ended up in the episode which is really cool wow yeah it's it's funny because when you think of batista dave batista i should say uh because every time i see batista just think of the wrestler batista you got to separate them right you know he doesn't do a lot of dramatic stuff even Mm -hmm. when he plays drax it's like dry humor He's got like mostly one-liners. It's not like monologues he's being given. The only role I could think of, two roles that I could think of where he kind of has a lot of acting and talking and dialogue and speaking Mm -hmm. is that movie Bushwick he was in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're both familiar with that. I've never watched it. It's an Uh, With Britney Snow. Yeah, it's an action show predominantly, uh, action show, action movie, I should say, predominantly, but there's a lot of acting in it. It's not like him just shooting people. There's a lot of that, don't get me wrong, but he's actually uh, like- If I remember that movie correctly, there's a few like good character moments where you really like sit with him for a couple of moments between all the gunfire and explosions. Yeah, and the uh-huh. other movie I could think of is the beginning. He has a small role in Blade Runner. What is it? Yes. 20, 2049 oh, yes. or whatever. Yes. The one with Ryan Gosling, the sequel mm-hmm. to Blade Runner. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a pretty small role, but it's substantial, and he's really emotional in that. So, like, yeah. I always knew that out of the few wrestlers that can act, he has it in the, him. He's the one that has it in him because you can see it, mm-hmm. you know. And in this mm-hmm. episode, I agree. Like, the dude's breaking down at one point crying almost yeah. having a nervous breakdown yeah and 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 you can see the emotion in him whereas like i'll be honest someone like the rock i can mm-hmm. never see the rock i don't think the rock can shed tears i don't think, tears. Rock I don't think it's not, in his body he sweats I them like all the out rock. but is there a movie or a show or anything where the rock gets like emotional to the point no. of tears no no i mean the rock Moved is you? He's, he's the rock in everything i guess <laughs> right Right. Like, I, I love. Listen, I love me some Dwayne Johnson. You, but you know where you're getting with him. He's he's <laughs> yes, he absolutely. wears you he's, know a great t-shirt and jeans in every does. movie. Yes. 
He's a t-shirt that's one size too small. <laughs> that's right. I'm pretty sure, like, doing. in the Scorpion King movie, he, like, fucking rock bottoms a guy. Like, straight up rock <laughs> bottoms a guy. So it's not like Batista was Batista bombing people in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. He He's, you know, separated. He's he's made a name for himself separate from his name in wrestling. Whereas yeah. The Rock kind right. of used his name in wrestling to get to the right. acting world. Yeah, and he carries this entire episode. It's all mm-hmm. him. There's not yeah. many actors. I mean, there's, there's him. yeah, five actors in the whole thing. Maybe there's mm-hmm. the the woman playing the psych uh, psychiatrist. There's the little boy, and then a couple of like extras, basically. Right, the doctor. Yeah, and tiny the little extras. cutaways. Yeah, the doctor and right. It's really Batista who does mm-hmm. everything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Now, now I want to talk about something that I, I feel is the most important thing in this episode. And just us being wrestling fans, we know Mm -hmm. about it because it's a real thing. And it's CTE, which is the Mm -hmm. main, which I'm probably going to butcher it if I try to pronounce the last word. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I'm not even going to try. CTE. Um, But, you know, a lot of wrestlers really suffer from that because Mm -hmm. of years of abuse on their body. In the right. ring. And their heads and more primarily. Because yeah. they take football players suffer from it as well. Oh, yeah. Just football all the hits. players. For sure. And football I mean, players. You, can, you, you, you can only knock your brain around so often. It's not exactly. meant to do that. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it, they say that's one of the reasons, like, Benoit did what he did. Yeah. You know, like, was because yeah. of CTE and steroid use. But I do like how they incorporated that into this episode. And made it believable to the point where, like, he's walking with a cane. Mm-hmm. He yeah. can't remember anything. That's the whole point of the episode. In the very beginning him. of the episode, mm-hmm. he's trying to set down his toy version of himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can't. I forgot I can't stand him up. His knees are all busted like mine. Like, yeah. he's been yeah. he's been kind of through it. And it, I, I wanted to look up doll therapy and, like, toy therapy and stuff. I kind of just assumed it's something they use more with children, but actually is used a lot with people who suffer from dementia and Alzheimer's. So I guess this was just kind of like experimental since he has no memory. I mean, the episode periodically throughout the episode, it's like he's getting all these stories mixed up with other stories. It's kind of probably the first time watching it. I think I was genuinely confused, like half the time yeah. but i think what? that's also i think that's the point too there's it is intentional he's he's yeah. it's his story and because of what he's been through he's such an unreliable narrator of his own mm-hmm. story yeah. that you don't know where the truth actually lies i mean i'm sure we all took something a little bit different from mm-hmm. the episode which is the which i guess is part of it like you know they want to have like conversation to me it was like the doll therapy brought back some suppressed memories of Mm -hmm. some bad shit that happened to him as a child Mm -hmm. that then had an effect on him in that bar fight as an adult Mm -hmm. that then and i took it as he got arrested and put in prison for it because right and i i took this 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 uh therapy session as like uh you know a state mandated kind of thing like a rehabilitation kind of thing so right but it's but like it could that that could be entirely wrong because you can't trust his narration of events of it right it it was it was i it was very well done Mm -hmm. very well done for many reasons for one 
we're we're blindly going into this right uh, looking at this little doll set in this room and he doesn't even understand what's going on so we're kind of figuring it out along with him and you find out right later on that it's because of the events that happened in that very little toy room that caused yeah. him, like you said, to to get into the bar fight. I mean, they say that he hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of it too. He's like, I was, yeah. I'm a good guy. I don't hurt people. I'm not a violent yeah. person. It is, you know, trigger warning. It's, it's, there is like a little bit of, it's implied that he was sexually abused. Right. We don't actually yeah. ever say it, but it's heavily implied that eventually, um, his like you know, what has happened to him in there's the past. There's a lot of, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of symbolism too, like the yeah. the, the, the suplex. Yes. Him right. with the little with boy. The little kid. Where the mm-hmm. little kid wants to like try. It was a little weird and awkward. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't know, there's something weird off about that scene where the little boy wants to see what it's like. Like, how do you do a suplex or whatever? Yes. And the kid mm-hmm. is and he's doing it. And first, then he's, he's into it. The kid is like yeah. happy for it. And then there's that turn. So like, yeah. to me, I took that as like, that was him kind of trying to recall the, you know, what it was like with his father. experience with his yeah. father. Right. But and mixing just, the two things together right, with, exactly. with that and hurting or beating up or whatever the guy at the bar mm-hmm. out of frustration many years later. Right. Yeah. I, it's smart writing using, you know, like you said, Sam, you hinting at the dolls and what this guy is going through. Cause if you watch, cause I watched this episode twice mm-hmm. and if you notice, it clears, it's like steps. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, we meet him, we're introduced to the toys. He's, yeah. I love how it's actually Batista's character too. You can tell by the tattoos, mm-hmm. moving the toys around and the, psych, the psychiatrist. And yeah. then little by little, we learn about, it starts getting hinted at the creepiness of the father yeah. and the sexual abuse and all that. Yeah. Then to the bar, then to him being alone, which to me, it was almost like, did this even happen? Was this all in his head and him trying to kind of put an end to what happened to him? Because at the very end, by visiting out, the room, by visiting, by the, visiting room, the room. Yeah. That's why those mannequins That's what I took it. Yeah. That's what I took it. They use the miniature dolls, but then there's mm-hmm. also like mannequins. Right. 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 So when he suplexes up, the kid, yeah. there's a couple of shots interspersed in there where it's the kid and then it's a uh, a mannequin, mannequin yeah. and yeah. then when it's laid on the stretcher it's a, a full-size mannequin and then it's the doll mannequin yeah the small dolls the, right. the dollhouse wrestling dolls yeah and then using and then using the doctor destro- is it D- doctor destroyer doctor destruction yeah that's a symbol of the father not right, right. but also is is it like an old rival of his from wrestling there's so yeah. much jumbled up in there yeah. And so many layers. Well, to, she like, does she back. does clarify like as he's as he's coming yeah. to his senses, she clarifies with him like there is no there's no doctor destruction. Right. Mm-hmm. You're you're you are seeing that because this this man at the bar reminded you of your father. This father, is what's happening. Beat him up. Right. Yeah. Talking about like the dolls and all the visual stuff, um, Room 104 gets a little too artsy fartsy for for at least for us. I'm sure some people <laughs> yeah. loves it. But I I, I love the visuals of this entire episode. Mm-hmm. It oh, going so from I. the mannequins to the toys. There's even a scene where I think he's like finally like it's coming to his, his senses, and they have uh, just kind of him on a, with a white backdrop projected on the yeah, walls of the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and that to me, this that is. Was I like, had like chills. I was like, this is dope. Yeah. This yeah. is really and, cool. And, 
all of it is just absolutely carried by Batista. Like he, oh god, he. If if you were to like, if someone was like, oh, I've only watched Batista as a wrestler, and yeah. I want to see him as something else. This is yeah. what you're gonna show them. Oh, of yeah, course. for sure, I agree. Yeah. Uh, going back to the room with the dolls, I, I will mm-hmm. say this is a really original way of, of never kind of seen anything a like story. that. Yeah, I can't think of anything that uses dolls and actually has the actors moving them, positioning them to tell the story. Right. And then to cut to, you know, recreations, because even even when we see him like with the wig, with the bad wig and in his like, mm-hmm. his, like mm-hmm. wrestling outfit he's still those are the dolls because he's yeah. looking up at yeah. whoever yeah yeah to, and so it's we it's interesting just the storytelling at the end of the day i think the whole thing is dolls and the only reality is when we see batista with the shaved head or we see raw dog avalanche i right. can say his character with the shaved head the glasses looking aged and talking right. to the woman Right. That's really the only thing I'm confused about is if she actually existed or not. Or is it just his memory so foggy that he's remembering a therapy session? But then Oh, you also, if you want to go that far, it could yeah. be that. I yeah, that's I think that's I think, I think that's think the point. Be. You can't you yeah. he, like I said, he's an unreliable narrator. He's he's right. It's ambiguous. He's in the far end. he's mm-hmm. so far gone that that what is there to trust and and are these revelations true or are these like things that he fabricated to justify what he did, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. What happened? Uh, and and at the very, very uh, end, right? He, like you said, Louis, like there's a point where he looks up and he says, hello, because he. And there's nobody there. Yeah. There's nobody there. It's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. So is this a therapy session or did, is he just in that room with him, with his own memories and his own thoughts? Yeah, to I me, it's almost like an allegory for CTE and yeah. like how you don't like you can't like a person I'm guessing, obviously, none of us have it. So we don't know. We can't relate. But I'm assuming mm-hmm. when you have it, you can't tell what's what's a memory, what's really happening and, mm-hmm. you know, what can happen, I guess. So, you know, yeah. you, don't know the, you don't know you can't you don't comprehend past and future because your brain's so scrambled and shot. So that's yeah. what I took it as, because. When he's calling up in the reenactment with the dolls, even though it's him, you see, you see Raw Dog Avalanche, you see Avalanche with the little boy. It he looks up, and then at the end he looks up again, but gets right. nothing. That's why I think none of this was actually happening. He's just confused about things. Like all this stuff happened to him, yeah. but his brain is so messed up that he can't tell what's real and what's right. not. Everything is, He's just is, trying to relive this pain. Is yeah. muddled, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, it's the trauma. experiencing it through his, his eyes and through his story, so yeah. we get and what happens the picture with, as he puts it. With, uh, what happens with people and trauma and PTSD, and so to speak, it stays very suppressed in the back of your mind. So, yeah. uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, a psychologist, but it stays suppressed <laughs> in the back of your mind. And that's the whole point of therapy. So when you have had that in the back of your mind and then have just gotten the crap beat out of you for yeah. for many years, it, it's really hard to recall something like that. I feel like Batista, I believe that he really took his time and really respected this character. Yeah. I, I can tell and I can believe it. And, and Chris, you were saying that 
that you that he improved a lot of it like the 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 little moments where he's just kind of screaming and crying and spitting and not not thinking about how he looks so you know it you kind of forget you know who this guy is for a second i'm like oh wait this is the yeah. Yeah, he, Damn. I mean, I, I genuinely can't say enough, like, good stuff about him in this episode. Yeah. And, and I will be the first to admit, I've never, like, you know, he's cool, but I was never like, yo, I'm a big fan of Batista's acting work. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's yeah. there. He does some dumb movies, but um, in this one, like, you, you actually you care about the character that he is portraying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't really know and, much about him besides yeah, him being a wrestler. I mean, he, yeah. he, and, and in a 24 minute runtime, you know, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, and he's that a type. He is a work. prototype. Like his character is like a Hulk Hogan macho man yeah. kind of character, which right. we like grew up watching and understand sure, very well. Yeah. I'm sure Batista probably based this on an old wrestler. He met, right. Right, I, ha- had to have been. He's he's from that world, mm-hmm. so he's met the Ric Flairs. He worked with Ric Flair and Evolution. Right. Come on, like you know, all yeah. the older wrestlers. He has the the ability that to have bring issues, that authenticity sure. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and and and, and to go to the ending of the episode, mm-hmm. they never outright say what happened. It's implied no, it's implied. It's implied. You know? He he kind of says some stuff along the lines of like. You know, I used to come to this room with my dad after he volunteered at the clinic and we weren't allowed to talk about what we did there. Right. We weren't allowed to talk about what we did there and nobody helped me. That's that was something that he repeated a lot. Nobody really helped him. He was like a little nerdy kid and nobody helped him. So it's it's, Mm -hmm. it is very subtle. And I'm and I'm 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 glad they don't flat out say it because that's too much for me personally or show anything. Too much for oh, yeah, me personally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that was enough. That was enough it's a t- for me. It's a it's, tasteful it's way of 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 handling this type of material or this subject yeah. matter in a way, which I think is smart because you don't want to go full blown like showing things because there have been movies that get a little too close. I think right. also I think weird shit that like, like that. it can be. I mean, obviously, it's it showing something like that is very triggering mm-hmm. to people that it's actually happened to. But I feel like it's yeah. also kind of it it takes away from the authenticity of the episode and makes it more like shock value kind of stuff. Yeah, which, exactly. Which, this which is really all you're going to talk about yeah. in that case then, you know? Exactly. I, I, I do want to talk about, there's really not much funny in this episode at all. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything comedic yeah. about it. It's which very, is why I was skeptical about talking yeah. about it. Because I'm like, we, we like to shoot the shit a lot and crack jokes. Like, Louis, the first episode that you chose to cover, I was like, oh, we can make fun of their hair and the bad <laughs> yeah. acting. And, and I'm like, oh, this one's a little touchy. But I, I also, like, you know, I went to, good, I studied acting for so long yeah. in theater and shit. So I was like, you know, I think this is something that would be nice for a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm I, glad I, we I, did we it. Could, there's not but much to clown on in this episode. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. there isn't. No, yeah. There's no shit talking allowed for this one. I, I do want to say, though, I do like how they turned the hotel room into a bar. Yeah, I just like a couple oh, yeah. of signs yeah. and mirrors. Yeah. There was like Yeah, a I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 There was like beer bottles all over the place, a jukebox, I think, right? Yeah. And chairs. There was a whole wrestling ring in the, like, in, the, in the hotel the room at some point. Which is symbolic, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Right, like, yeah. right, exactly. That the bed is a wrestling ring? Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of insane. And also, like, 
shit, you know? The, like, the, like yeah. you know the... Uh, when people are like, let's play doctor, and it's like yeah. euphemism for something else, and then so like the dad is a is a doctor, yeah, and the little boy maybe liked wrestling, and he's right. like, oh, we're yeah. gonna wrestle. You bit never of, know, like sketchiness to everything that it's, happens. It's it's all like it. It seems like a complicated episode, but it, it but it's no, it's really not. Like yeah, that's not. what happened to him. It's sad. It's it's good storytelling i've never like you said louis i've never seen anything like that like there were so many episodes done in the same room it's like it gets a little exhausting yeah. sometimes this was a really really cool way of of turning that room into something else mm-hmm. yeah they really, definitely really cool. they they were able to kind of just it's all it goes from like the bar setting to like batista being in it and then like the doll yeah. the miniature version of it they yeah. they did they utilized the hotel room really well is right. there anything you guys didn't like about this episode? Anything? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I Chris, <laughs> the only thing I, I, um, and this is just the, you know, wrestling toy collector that I was growing up. Those didn't look like any wrestling toys that I'd ever terrible. seen. Terrible. They, they were like poor rep. They looked like Barbie dolls. You know That's what? not what wrestling toys look. Chris, supposed, I'll agree I with think you. They were supposed to be like. They were supposed to be not like action figures. I think they were supposed to be like what the like the psychiatrist gave them. Yeah, yeah, she I mean, she made a little Barbie. jacket for the doctor, and she wrote nine one one on his panties. Yeah. They're not wrestling so, clothes that I'm used to. That's that's the only thing. Right. I mean. Like I wish that's they would have like complaint. leaned in and used a, an actual Batista action figure. That would have been <laughs> yeah, fucking cool. No, they gotta buy. They think, gotta buy that. I don't. They would have. They would have had to ask uh, Vince. Sign the rights for, the rights for Mattel for, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, he's not doing that. Vinnie Mac isn't doing that. He's not approving uh, any any. There's WWE no chance in hell. A, no chance in hell. You gotta get that check written. <laughs> no. Sent his. Here comes the money. Yeah, yeah I don't know that know. the Duplass brothers <laughs> had that kind of money. Um, I, I, no, I'm being honest. Like I, I really don't. There's nothing I didn't really. I, there's nothing I didn't. Yeah. If there was something I didn't like about it, I would have not chose it. You know what I mean? There was a. In there's the, a lot yeah. of yeah. In, in I'd say it's one of the chat, one of the top the five episodes of the oh, show. Oh, the wig! Am I going to complain about the wig? No, but I think the wig is supposed to look bad because it's he's the toy. The doll. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I took it that way too. I just I was just cracking jokes. I kind of took it that way too because when you look at the doll, his hair is like mad crazy. Yeah. But the, the thing with Dr. that Destruction is, Doctor Destruction has like a a mullet. It's yeah. bad because you're not used to seeing Batista with hair too. Like that's yeah, also part of that's it. He looks good. goofy. Yeah, Batista hasn't had hair in like twenty years. Right, <laughs> so he's rocking it. It's been though. a very long time. Whatever he's he rocks, he's still in. He's in phenomenal shape still. Like so, I'm gonna like, say, I'm gonna say now, like he's gotten some plastic surgery or Botox or something. He does not look as good anymore. His face dude, does not. Dude, he's recently. Recently, like fairly. I was gonna say recently. that episode. Saw, he looked very good. Uh, no, he looks great yeah. in the episode. I saw like an yeah. Instagram post, and his lips are all like. Oh, recently. Well, this is yeah. No, no, no. Like really so, yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Let him do he's it. in his. He's in his fifties, man. He's got to. You uh, know, he's got to. Yeah, he's got to. You know, the Botox look just good, looks man. Weird. Tell you what, he's in phenomenal shape, man. You Listen, say, he's Chris. Not, oh, he's I'm not a cream. He cream any of us. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. uh, w- what are your closing thoughts? Let's let's hear, Chris. What are your closing thoughts in this episode? We're gonna end with Sandy. I said it. One of the top five episodes of that show for sure. If, if, if someone, like, is like, oh, I want to watch Room 104, like, what episode should I watch? This is absolutely one you're going to recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I think if, if 
if you've never heard of this show, let's say you're listening to us and you're like, and more than likely, honestly, there's a 75% chance if you're listening to us, you've probably never heard of Room 104 or maybe heard of it, but have never watched it. And Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Chris. This is probably a good one to start with. It's intriguing enough, dark enough, well acted enough. It's the cinematography is great. The music is great. Everything about it is great. It really, and and it's and it's a good example of what the show is. Right. I was just going to say it encompasses the concept yeah, of the show well. Of the show well, using the hotel room in an original way, having a, a known actor in it to be the main character yeah. in Batista, mm-hmm. and and just everything about and, and and telling a story that you're confused about, but then can pick up the pieces in your own way and to figure out what. What's the message behind it? What's it trying to tell you? So it is smart. It's a smart episode, and, and I agree. That's it's definitely the a good for a good introduction to Room One Hundred Four. Sammy, uh, what's your closing thoughts to, to to wrap up here? Well, um, even if Room One Hundred Four is not something that you'd be into, <laughs> like if you're if you're a wrestling fan. you're going to want to watch this episode. Then maybe, you know, you can branch out and watch the rest of it. But this is definitely um, something worth watching. Like you said, good acting, good cinematography, great concept. Also kind of opens up the whole um, CTE and, you know, bring it to light, like what sexual abuse can do to somebody. Um, Really, it's, it's a good it's a good one. I was a little emotional the first time I watched it. I'm sorry. No, I totally <laughs> I'm a baby. get it. Totally, but I, I was a little I totally emotional. get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people will watch it and get emotional because mm-hmm. it's a dark subject matter. Yeah. Even yeah. using the world of wrestling, it's still pretty bleak. It's not the most. It's not like you're gonna have a good time afterwards. You're not supposed to feel no, good about but, this, but very but you'll well enjoy made. watching Batista for sure. Yeah, you're not gonna. So, you're so, not gonna so, come so, out of it like fucking. Hey, I wanna. Yeah, <laughs> read about CTE. I'm pumped. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> how it goes. Yeah. So, so on a lighter note, to to close off, I have one thing to tell you guys: Batista thumbs up, <laughs> not Batista thumbs down for this episode, right? Yes. Batista yeah. Thumbs up. Like this. Batista thumbs up. <laughs> Batista thumbs up. We're not turning heel here. Batista no, thumbs no, no. up. I, no, he was turning face at that <laughs> time. That's face. when he. That's when he turned on evolution. Also, so Batista, you if you ever hear this, we absolutely love you. And you yeah, should come, tag us. Come on the come on the show. Big Dave. Big man, Batista. Big Dave. Deacon Deacon Batista. Is <laughs> that a real memory? Did something happen to that little boy? Try to remember. For me, this episode is more about the discovery for him of something terrible happened to me and I'm not going to be able to just beat the shit out of large men in order to keep this at bay. I'm going to have to take a look at it and figure it out. I am not a violent person! So that was Room 104, Avalanche. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.